There it is, ladies and gents, 991 episodes in, and this one is part two of things I wished I learned in high school. Uh, let's get this one on the road. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. Look, a business can give you everything you want in life, prestige, wealth, freedom. It can also take everything away from you. This show is for those who are willing to take that risk. These are the real-life stories of entrepreneurs. But before we start, I have one small favor to ask. Please leave a comment. It can be advice, critiques, tips, feedback, or share this with someone because your engagement is the most valuable and most powerful form of social currency. So thank you, and welcome to another episode of Business Bros! Boom! All right, there it is, ladies and gents. It is Friday, finally Friday, and uh, I just completed my first, I want to say, full week of school but it was really kind of like a half week uh we went back to school this week i know for some of you who are in different places in the world summer's longer you don't go back to school till like the first week of september but for us we got this modified traditional schedule and we started this week uh and the first couple days were teacher days and then the kids came back on wednesday so we had three days with the students so far it's been fun. I mean, for for me getting to know them at the beginning, them getting to know me at the beginning, it's been a, a good time. Uh, and I'm looking forward to doing some cool stuff. So some of the things I told the kids is normally we do the show at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, but we're going to be making a shift. I mean, right now we're booking our spots into October, um, but I'm about to change that calendar and we're going to open up spots so that the show is recorded live in my classroom. And the whole idea is pretty simple. Is Every entrepreneur that comes on the show has life experience and they're doing some amazing things. And so I want my students to be able to watch this recording or be part of the podcast live in studio, essentially, because we're recording in the classroom. And it gives them the opportunity to get up and ask questions, to talk to entrepreneurs who are out there doing the damn thing, right? But ask a question so that they can get answers directly from the horse's mouth. I mean, I think that's so valuable for my students, especially because a lot of them might not do things traditionally like everybody else uh, in in, well, how we're supposed to traditionally, right? Like high school, college, career. That's not necessarily what's going to happen for all students and particularly the ones that are in my class. But that doesn't mean that there's not there's not other opportunities out there. There are tons of opportunities out there. And I want the entrepreneurs that come on the show to share that with my students and so they can get questions and answers so they get a better idea of what is available for them out there, right? And so uh, hopefully hopefully we get that squared away very soon and it'll be some good times. Roads? Well, we're going, we don't need roads. That's right, Doc. We're just making it up as we go. That's what we do. And the whole idea is to empower the students and give them the opportunity to succeed in life. All right. So today's show is uh, a continuation of a show that we did uh, a little while ago, which is Things I Wish I Learned in High School. And this is the part two version. So there is an article that I uh, I pulled this from. And uh, so we're going to do the next uh, 10-ish ones. And you can find it on the Entrepreneur and Digital Marketing Strategy, 70 Lessons I Wish I Learned in High School. It's 2021 uh, version. So let's see. I'm going to just give my two cents on these things because like most people, when we have experiences that are very similar, like most all of us went to high school, uh, but we have different experiences as we show up there. What up, Mike? Loving the loving the comment. Thank you for, for stopping by. I'm excited with all the stuff that we've been doing. Uh, we'll see how that goes. 
So uh, let's, let's, jump in, let's jump into this thing. Here we go. Uh, things I wish I learned in high school. Number 11, there's no substitute for hard work. Oh, this is a tough one. Um, see, it's absolutely right. There is no substitute for hard work. But the problem and the thing that I'm trying to get across to my students here is the motivation to do this work and how, or the discipline, essentially, the habits to do the work that is necessary. Because we all know that there's no substitution for hard work. We all understand that if I do, if I put in the effort and I do the work, I will reap the reward. I will get the outcome of what I'm looking for. The problem is a lot of times it's not an instant gratification thing, right? I mean, we're so used to like, I don't like that swipe onto the next, but right now, but when it comes to this type of work, it's, it takes time. It, you have to develop the skill. You have to make the mistakes and it requires that you get down to the nitty gritty and do the work. And it's really difficult, especially when you first begin something, to develop this habit because, A, you're not good at whatever it is that you're first starting off at. You might have some natural talent there, but you're not very good at it. Um, it's, it there's, there's things that you don't know about this particular job or this particular activity that you're doing, and we fear the unknown, right? So those two types of things like stop us from taking that next step forward moving consistently. We might do it at the beginning, right? We know, okay, look, there's something I got to do and you're all pumped, you're motivated, you're ready to go because that that thing is right in front of you. The opportunity is there. So you go do it day one, no problem. Day two, okay, I can keep going. Day three, you know what? Something came up. Um, you know, maybe I'm scrolling on my phone. Maybe I got a TikTok uh, uh, addiction that I got I to gotta fulfill. Maybe it's Netflix that I got to watch, whatever it is, right? But most people end up falling off over time. Why? Because I'm not motivated to do that next thing. But if we do the work, if we set the disciplines in place, if we make it our minimum standard, we will achieve that end result. Let's see what Mike says. So true. Uh, we are a microwave mentality society uh, where we want instant gratification. Microwave, man, I, 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 I love my microwave. It gives me quick warmth in my food. Problem is, after a while, microwavable stuff doesn't taste that great, right? The the real hard work, Mike, is when you just make the meal yourself, right? I mean, you chop up the vegetables, you put them in the stew, you get them, you get the meat together, you grill it, whatever it is. It's a Benny Hanna's has made a big uh, whole business around preparing the food right in front of you, but that's the hard work that it takes to get the nutrients that we want. I mean, we can go microwave and it gives us substance not necessarily all the nutrients that we want. The, the hard work will pay off in the long run. So for me, this there's no substitute for hard work. I think that is something that all my students know. It's how do we get them to do the work that they don't want to do and to do that work at a high level. That's, that's what we're working for. That would be the uh, ultimate secret, right? That's right. All right. Uh, next one we got here is number 12. Stop aiming for perfection. Oh, this one, this one's tough. Uh, this one's, I, I, I think I aim for perfection a lot. And luckily we got into this podcast space and it made me more comfortable with presenting things that weren't perfect. First episode we put out, uh, not that great. Second, third, fourth, 10th, 15th episodes, not that great. And I, it, forced me to get comfortable with putting out content that wasn't perfect. My students struggle with this all the time. 
they don't want to turn in a math problem because they it's not 100% correct or they didn't get the right answer or they're stuck at you know step two and they see everybody else at step seven and they're like, I don't know where to go. So they do nothing instead. Perfection is not even real. In my opinion, there is no such thing as perfection. That's, perfection is something that we can strive for, but it doesn't actually exist. Well, unless maybe you have this one guy that used to walk on water, right? That, that was probably the, as perfect as it gets. But we're human. We're flawed. And it's in those mistakes that we learn, that we develop as individuals. This is where our skills get uh, sharpened, right? And this is where everything happens. Perfection is something that we shoot for. But here's the thing. As we elevate, as we get better as our, at our skills, as we get better at a product or service or business or whatever it is that we're creating, there's always room for improvement. You can always make it bigger, better, faster. And that's other things. You can do the same for yourself. You can always read a little faster. You can always write a little neater. You can always work out a little more, drink more water, eat healthier, right? There's a lot of things that we can, we can work on. I feel like I'm in the great, like the greatest shape that I've ever been in my entire life. But I also know there's room for improvement, right? It's, it's, that's the thing about perfection is it's something that we can shoot for. It's great. It's fun. It's cool. It looks amazing. It puts us, uh, at least gives us a North star, a target that we can work towards, but nothing you do is going to be perfect. All right. All right. Let's see what Mike says. Mike says, perfection is a myth. If you wait until all the lights are green before you leave your house, well, oh, to get to where you're going, then you'll never get there. Mike, you're absolutely right. right? I mean, that's, that's exactly the way it is. Right? Stop waiting for the perfect weather to go outside and start working out. Stop waiting for the perfect moment to go ask her out or go ask him out. There's no such thing. The only moment you have is right now. The only time you got is right now. The only action you can take is the one you're going to take right now. Future you, I promise you, will thank you. I heard this saying and I used to put it on a business card and I loved it. It was 20 years from now. It's not the things that you did that you'll regret. It's the things you didn't do, right? So get out there and make it happen. Mike, uh, I love your message, brother. That's why I connected with you. I feel like we're on the same wavelength and I appreciate you, my man. Plus you're in the classroom too, brother. So thank you very much. I'm glad we connected. Uh, I think we're gonna do some amazing things here, brother. Amazing things. All right, next one. Changing your attitude can change your reality. Now this is a tough one, right? Because you know that saying of waking up on the wrong side of the bed, um, I know my wife does this sometimes. She looks outside, she's like, oh, it's muggy. And students do this all the time. The alarm goes off, they're like, oh, today's not gonna be a good day. And here's the thing. No matter what you tell yourself, positive or negative, you're right. If you wake up in the morning and you say today is going to suck, you're right. Today is going to suck because you literally are asking for that. You're telling your mind that today is going to be horrible. So everything horrible that can possibly pop up, your mind is going to notice because you brought it up. That's what you want to see. So you probably wake up, oh, today's going to suck. You, you wake up out of bed, you start walking, you're still a little groggy and you stub your toe. Oh, makes it even worse, right? And then you go, you get ready and you're on your way. You're walking to class and then a bird poops on your shoulder. Oh, of course. And then that guy that you had a crush on or that girl that you liked, all of a sudden, like you trip and fall and it's embarrassing in front of a, oh, I knew today was going to be horrible, right? Perspective is everything. What you tell yourself will become your reality. 
we become what we think about, right? That's just the way it works. So you can change that. Billie Jean has uh, 13 core values, and one of the core values on there is to show up every day with, uh, with energy, enthusiasm, laughing is not an option, it's a requirement. And I love that one because when you show up to my class, I'm always playing music. I always want to have high energy. I want the kids smiling. And I even tell my students, I don't care if you're laughing at me, as long as you come in and you put a smile on your face. Because that is going to change their entire day. If they can come into my class and they have a smile on their face, whether they're laughing at me or laughing with me or we're having a good time in class with the music, that one little moment can completely shift their mindset and turn a bad day into a good day, change the problem into an opportunity. But it's how you approach it every single day. And here's the thing. And it doesn't really matter the choice you make. It's the consequence that you have to deal with. So at the end of the day, when you wake up in the morning and you choose to make this day a beautiful day, then you get to deal with the positive consequences of what that's going to have. Well, that's going to bring to you. I'm a huge believer in karma. And if you are going to take your attitude for the day and make it positive, that can be super contagious. You walk around, you're smiling, you're having a good time. You tell somebody, hey, that's a nice hat or I love your shoes, or have a great day. You don't know who you're affecting by doing that. That other person might have the worst day, but because of your interaction with them, you completely changed it around. And you want to know where the best motivation for happiness comes from? It comes from giving, in my opinion anyways. The more you give, and I'm not talking where it has to be monetary or all that stuff. Sometimes you can give of your time, give a compliment, those things make a huge difference in the world. And the more you do that, the more abundance will come your way. It's, it's like a universal law. I love how Earl, Earl Nightingale says it. It's like, it's like gravity, right? You jump off a building, you're going to fall down. That's the law of gravity. Well, I think the law of reciprocity is, all, is the same type of way. The more you give, you will receive in return. Change your attitude. Change your reality. Next one we got on the list here is have a plan. Have a plan. Now, it's hard to tell high school kids to have a plan because I don't know about you all, but me, I didn't quite exactly know what I was going to do graduating high school. I had this idea, but I don't know if I have an exact plan. And so for me, when I'm talking to high school students, I like the concept of the idea a little more than an exact plan. When I talk about a plan, it's more of let's write your idea down, right? Because for, for the youth, it's more of a North Star. You don't actually know what you're going to do. I mean, when you graduate from high school, you might even have this grandiose idea that you're going to be maybe a, a registered nurse. Wink, wink. You know, you know who I'm talking to for my students that we were having this conversation today. Maybe you want to be a registered nurse, right? Maybe that's your goal and you have it written down and that's what you're going to do, but you don't know what life is gonna throw your way. But here's the, pro, the, the plus side, here's the benefit of having that plan. You're moving in that direction. Every single day, you're either goal achieving or you're stress relieving with your activities. I heard that on a, on a YouTube the other day, I, I thought it was awesome. So think about that. If you know where you're going, if you're thinking to yourself, I'm gonna be a registered nurse, this is what I'm gonna do with my career, then there is a destination that you're going towards. 
And so you get to literally, as you're going through your day, you can look at the activity in front of you and choose, is this activity that I'm about to do, is it goal getting? Is it gonna get me closer to where I want to go? Or is it stress relieving, a distraction? Right? And, and here's what I, what I love to tell my students, you need both. You need goal getting and you need stress relieving because we're humans and that's what happens in life. We can't just be go getting all the time. We have to have some stress relief, but here's, the, here's where things kind of shift. In a 24-hour day, how much of your time are you spending in goal getting and how much of your time are you spending in stress relieving? If you have a plan, you have it written down, you know what your activities are, then you can prioritize and in really enjoy those stress relieving times and really be productive during those goal getting times. Having a plan helps you do that. And what really kind of takes that plan to the next level is that your metrics matter. One of my business partners, uh, the other day when I started school, I asked on my Instagram feed, I was like, hey, it's day one of school. I'm gonna be talking to all my seniors. What advice would you give to a high school senior if you can go back to high school for the beginning of their senior year? Like, what would you tell a high school senior at the beginning of their senior year? And one of them is one of my business partners, Joe. He came on and he, he sent me a, a text and he's like, you know, winners keep score. That's what he was telling me. So I shared that with my seniors. And that's what this, this, this uh, point here, point 15, is the metrics matter. Winners keep score. Like, in sales, you know that we're talking about keeping score as well. How many phone calls did you make? How many appointments did you set? How many of those appointments did you close? In ads, we do the same thing. How many offers are we making? <clears throat> Impressions, right? How many times are we showing up in front of people? How many people are clicking on the link? How many people are entering their information? How many of them are converting? Metrics matter. The data is so valuable. And in, in our youth and with most adults, we don't keep track of that stuff. Right? We just don't. We kind of just, we're like a fart in the wind and just, whew, we go. Right? Oh, well, I got to put gas in my car. I guess it's time. But how much, did you, how much did you spend on gas this last month? I don't know. It's just super expensive. Metrics matter. You got to know. If you have a plan, if you know where you're going and you know what it takes to get there and you're measuring the pace that you're at, you can tell when you've had a very productive day. You know that this, was, this day was dominating, not because it feels right, because you have the metrics in place to say, I, I started at point A and I ended at point B. That was my goal, but I was so on fire today. I'm over here at point E, right? Like this is, you have that metric in place. Winners keep score. All right, next one, write things down. O-M-G. The kids so far this week have been surprised with how much writing we're doing in our math class, All right? And we're just getting started. Um, they had to write a senior letter to themselves. Uh, when we come back next week, a week from today, we're going to do a, a BHAG activity, big, hairy, audacious goal, right? And the, the concept for this is to get them envisioning what their life would be like once they achieve a level of success. And I got this from a Billie Jean training when we did the certification course. Uh, and I love the activity so much. I've been doing it in my class ever since. And it, it's really simple. It's, it's like gap selling, essentially. Tell me where you are today. Tell me where you want to be. 
And then let's talk about what it's going to feel like to be there. And now we have a gap where you are, where you want to be. This is our plan, right? This is our destination. And let's fill in the gap. What do you need to do to get there? And so we do this activity where we're literally talking about, you know, let's assume, let's assume at the end of, I'm going to do this for, for them. So it'll be, it's 2024. It's January 1st, 2024. You just made X amount of dollars. And when I did this activity, I remember doing $2.3 million. It's 2024. You made $2.3 million. You have built your company or your income or whatever. You have developed and become the person who you said you wanted to be. You've developed and become the business owner that you want to be. And in this activity, we start doing things like, what does your what do your parents think of you? What do your friends say of you at this point? What does the media say about you? Right? And really get into the nitty gritty. Where are you living? What kind of car do you drive? Really dive deep into what this world will be like when they achieve this level of success. Because now it's on paper. Now, they've, now it's like the thought has been planted in their mind. And our mind is, is beautiful. No matter what seeds we plant, it will grow. So if we write them down, if we can show them that this is a possible opportunity for them, and then I can flip this around and throw the, the podcast in the studio and they can see actual people that look like them, that came from similar backgrounds, that struggled in high school just like they did, but they're achieving those same goals and aspirations that they wrote down, it becomes real. It becomes something that they can actually attain. And then the course material that we do in class and the activities that we do in class become that much more relevant because their goal-getting activities versus stress-relieving activities. They have a plan. They're, they're measuring their metrics. They've written down where they want to go. I wish I would have done this in high school, right? I would have had a better idea of what my reality would look like, what it would feel like, what it would taste like. And once I know, once I have that image in my mind, once I can experience that and feel that, more likely a chance that I'm going to get there. Number 17, this is a big one. Uh, I have a 13-year-old daughter, 12-year-old son. I deal with high school students every single day. And worst case scenarios are all the rage. And it's not just them. I speak to adults all the time that have that same feeling. I look in the mirror and I have this same feeling. We all do it. What's the worst thing that can happen? Fear. Fear is the thing that stops us from getting somewhere else. I forgot what the acronym was. Drop it in the comments if you, if you remember. But um, something about, I forgot what the acronym for fear is, but something about making things real that aren't ever going to be real. Right? This is where anxiety lives. This idea of a future outcome that may or may not happen that we don't even have control over. But that thought lives in your mind and replays over and over. You keep thinking about that worst case scenario. You keep painting in your mind all the possible negative outcomes that could happen. You're literally giving your mind more and more things to fear. So one of the activities that I like to do for this worst case scenario is with the same advice we had before, write things down is to literally write out the worst case scenario or talk about what this worst case scenario will actually look like. Because oftentimes what we put in our mind is much scarier than what 
it will actually look like in reality. I'll give you an example. Uh, my wife, when we used to go to the movies, we'd watch a scary movie, right? She doesn't like scary movies. So anytime a scary part would come on and you knew it was coming because the music changes, she would go like this. For those of you only listening, I have my hands over my eyes. So a scary part's going to come on. And rather than watching what happens on the screen, you close your eyes. And that makes scary movies that much worse. Because you don't see what happens. Instead, you let the most powerful tool at your arsenal create an absolute worst case scenario that is scarier to you than what you, than what you would have seen if you just kept your eyes open. And that happens to us as humans and my students as well, is they paint that worst case scenario in their mind over and over. It gets uglier and uglier because their mind is so powerful, it creates an absolute worst case terrifying scenario that in their mind, in your mind, it's a reality because you keep playing it over and over again. It's like it already happened, even though it didn't. And here's the reality of it. Worst case scenarios, they rarely play out. They play more times in our head than they actually do in real life. And I know it's scary. It's fearful, but it's the truth. So next time you're thinking about worst case scenario, literally write it out. What's the worst thing that can happen? And play it all the way to the end. And then do the counterpart. What's the best thing that can happen? And now you have both sides. Make your choice and move forward. All right, next one. A business doesn't make money. A business that doesn't make money is a hobby, right? <clears throat> this is a big one for uh, for a lot of people who get stuck in this phase. I taught My background is in taxes and accounting. Sometimes I sit down and we'll do a Schedule C with somebody because they got a 1099 because they made some money, right? Uh, and then they have this idea because they made some money that they have a business. Now, when we're talking taxes, uh, yes, sometimes there is a you know definition of you earning money. But even the IRS, if you show a loss for a number of years, they can reclassify your business as a hobby. Because a, a business's purpose is to make a profit. And if you're not making a profit and you're probably just having fun doing stuff right yes it generates some revenue but the expenses are more that's a hobby that's just something you love to do so a business that doesn't make money is a hobby number 19 you'll never be good at everything that saying you know jack of all trades is a master of none well that extended saying is still jack of all trades is a master of none but still better than a master of one. All right, so here's what I've learned about this. You're not gonna be good at everything. Part of it is ego. You gotta let go, right? Just let it go. You're not gonna do everything in your business. You're not gonna do everything in your household. It's not 100% you. But you do have some amazing strengths. And there are people in your classroom, if you're a high school student, or people at your office, or friends in, in, that, you, that you hang out with, that have strengths to counteract your weaknesses. And if you're trying to do a business all by yourself, you are going to struggle. Because think about it like this. If you're hiring people, right? People come in for a job. Let's say, let's say you have a leaky pipe. So you're going to hire someone to come in and work on that leaky pipe. And so this person comes in and after you interview him, you're like, you know what? This person's like a five. Then they're a five type plumber. You interview the next guy, this is like a seven plumber. 
Then you interview the other guy, he's like a 10 plumber, right? Which one are you going to hire? If money wasn't an issue, obviously, you're going to hire the 10. You're going to hire the guy that has the most skill for that job. Of course you are, because that makes the most sense. They're the one who's most capable for solving the problem. So why would you hire yourself in your business to do your bookkeeping when you're a plumber? You're literally hiring yourself. You're probably a two at bookkeeping, but you're the one doing it. Doesn't make any sense. You'll never be good at everything. And if you try to do everything yourself, you're not going to have enough time and you're going to burn out. And that's what usually happens to a lot of businesses. We just experience burnout because there's only 24 hours in a day. And if you're trying to handle everything, it ain't going to work. You'll never be good at anything, but if you at everything, but if you focus on being good at that one thing, if you are a 10 as a plumber, and that's the skill that you're really good at. There's no reason why you can't build a team around you to supplement some of those weaknesses and really blow your business out of the water. Okay? You're never going to be good at everything. But that is okay. All right, last one we got right here. Building value takes time. Today we were talking about in class, uh, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, some of these great people, Oprah Winfrey, Walt Disney. And we were talking about how all of them experienced failure early on. And then they took the strength of that failure and turned it into some value. I love Gary Vee. He says the, uh, the, the lifetime value of a basketball is billions of dollars for LeBron James. But it's zero for me because I didn't build that skill. Now, I could probably get good at basketball. I'm probably not going to ever play in the NBA. I'm going to be like 99.9% sure I'm never going to play in the NBA. I'm not tall enough. And jump high enough and never develop that skill. But I could get really good at basketball if I took the time to build that skill. Just like Kobe Bryant talks about how he would do two, three, four practices a day conditioning for himself because the more time he put into his craft, the more valuable he was going to become. And that's why he signed right after high school. It's undisputed to... uh, almost mixed up names right here. Tom Brady, best quarterback of all time, right? How much work did he put in? It took building his value over time. He wasn't even a first round draft pick. And you can do this with almost everything. I love using this concept when it comes to creating content or doing a podcast. When you start, you're not very good. And then you quit because nobody's listening. Well, it's because you haven't brought value yet. You haven't developed your skill. It's actually a blessing that nobody's watching you at the beginning because that's where you are developing. And it takes time. This is why you see people that become overnight celebrities. No, they didn't. You just didn't see the five, six, seven, ten 10 years of them doing the work and building their craft. But when you finally did see them, you saw them after. They have chiseled away, built the calluses, found the processes. Their skills are on point, and that's why they stand out. That's why they've made it. Building value takes time. Well, ladies and gents, that's all I got for you guys today. Things I wish I learned in high school part two. If I have another cancellation, I'll probably do another episode because these are fun. These are cool to do. 
So ladies and gents, if you guys have any questions or you want to uh, maybe hop on the show, maybe get some content created for you, 30 days of content, start a podcast, I always encourage you to go to businessbros.biz, have a conversation with me, and let's talk. Because the only moment you got is right now. Never going to be good at everything. And building value takes time. And I, right now, I think the time is perfect for you to go to businessbros.biz. Catch you guys again next week. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Peace. And we're out. It's over. Go home. Is your business in need of marketing? Try starting a podcast. But not just any podcast. Podcast like a pro. We can show you how to take your business from being invisible to becoming a brand people trust. Go to www.businessbros.biz to get started today. Bye.